where's the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on gotodobbs.com now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skill team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. Alongside Jamie Rivers and Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kylie. Very excited about our next guest out on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. He is Craig Button. He's an NHL analyst for TSN. We apologize for getting to him a little later than anticipated. Our interview with Mike Matheny went a little bit long there, but thrilled to have him nonetheless. Craig, we always appreciate the time. And last time we had you on, you compared the future of Alex Petrangelo to Nick Lidstrom. Let's start there with Petro. At this point, with where we are today, what are you anticipating his market's going to look like, and how difficult is it going to be for the Blues to retain their captain this offseason? Well, I guess what I would answer to that is, I mean, when you have a key player in your lineup and you have a, you know somebody that I think has got lots of really top-end years left in his play, I mean, I don't know why you don't find a way to get things done. Like, to me, everything else is, is, is window dressing. You don't have that defenseman, good luck. Good luck to you. Listen, I really think that one of the big challenges for the uh, St. Louis Blues, and, you know, I, we, we lived it in 2000 in Dallas, and, and Doug Armstrong was there. Our defense in 1999 when we won the Stanley Cup, we had Sean Chambers and Craig Ludwig as our bottom pair defensemen, and they really gave us a, 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 a real good look on our blue line. The, you know, we had Hatcher and Matt Fachuk, and then we had Zuboff and Sador, and, and, and our balance was really we could play it any way you wanted against any team. You know, Bloomister with his heart issue, Joel Edmondson leaving, you know, you replace them with players, but, but, but it changes the way you want to play, the length of those players, the way they take up space. You know, we replaced uh, Chambers and Ludwig with Dave Manson and, and Sylvain Cote. Good players, but it changed the look of our team, and we ended up losing the Stanley Cup the next year in the final. So when I look at Alex Petrangelo, like if you if, if you want to let him go and you want to justify letting him go, or and, and and maybe Alex is asking for so much money that you got to let him go. But you know what? That'll be a massive hole in the Blues lineup if they don't find a way to get him done. Now, I know there's two sides to it, and I'm not suggesting that it's all one-sided. But you know, the the, the market with the cap not going up and uh, understanding that. But you, you know, there's teams with cap space, and there's certainly competitive teams with cap space that I'm sure would love to have Alex Petrangelo. Well, first of all, Craig, I remember those Dallas teams, and I still have nightmares about playing against those guys, specifically Zubov. I don't know if he <laughs> if he gave me one more look off. I, I don't know what would happen. Thank God there were boards where I would have ended up in the Mississippi. Hey, Jamie, he gave everybody the look off, and it was amazing, too. <laughs> you know, I got to tell you, one of my favorite stories with, with, with Sergey was Mike Madonna. We're, we're playing an exhibition game. And it's it's later in the exhibition season, and and Mike says I'm I'm breezing through the middle of the ice, kind of like giving it the old yeah, you, you know what? Like I'm going there. I know the defenseman's not going to give me the puck, <laughs> and he goes, 
Zuby's got it, and he goes, all of a sudden, it goes clap, clap right off his blade. He goes, holy jeez. He goes, that's unbelievable. He said, I never missed a pass from Zuby again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was incredible. But, yeah, that was, yeah he was. that was a great team. And, yeah, you had a lot of the elements. It actually reminds me a lot of the St. Louis Blues. And yep. when you – Look, here's the point I tried to talk about with my guys here in studio on one of the breaks. I said, what would Doug Armstrong offer in a trade to get an Alex Petrangelo at this stage of his career with all the accolades that he has? And because we always automatically bring up, well, this player, this player, this player, you'd have to trade them or buy them out or make this move. But when we look at those players... I think any GM would take those players and make that trade to acquire an Alex Petrangelo from another team. Do you think that that's a good way for Doug Armstrong to look at it? Yeah, I do. I think that I think you got to factor that in in terms of if you didn't have him, what would it take to acquire him? You, you know, there's also the dollar factor too. And you know what you what, what you got to also assess is where, where Alex is at in his career. And you know, when when we talked a, a little while back. And I, and I feel that Alex, you know, the way he plays the game, how efficient he is playing the game, you know, physically he's healthy. And, and I see lots of good years ahead of him. Now, maybe maybe it is about term. Maybe Doug says, hey, listen, I'm prepared to pay you for five years, but I'm not going to give you eight. And maybe Alex wants eight, you know. So, you know, that's where you get into the negotiation, try to understand. And, and, and I, I think you, you, you look at it that way. But, again, you know, you assess where the player's at and, and you assess, you know, what this means going forward and what the contract's going to do, what it's going to do with respect to other players. You know, you know, I think Doug, when he traded, I don't think, when he traded for Justin Falk, got him signed. You know, there, there was almost an indication at that point in time, hmm, I wonder about where this is with Petrangelo. He gets Scandella, signs him long-term, right? You know, Pareko's on a, on, on, on a longer-term contract. So, you know, you start to look at, and, and maybe Doug is simply saying, I, I can't afford him, I can't, I can't meet his term, I can't meet his dollars, but it'll still be a hole in their lineup. And, you know, like you, you can put different players into a spot or bring another player in and put them in a uniform. You're not getting Alex Petrangelo. And, you know, I, I, like I look back and, you know, Kenny Holland always used to joke about it in Detroit. He goes, I'm retiring when Nick Lichstrom retires. So, you know, the Red Wings, you know, after Nick retired, they put some other players on the blue line. They never were the same blue line. Now, Craig, how significant is it right now? Actually, you know what? We should, what, I guess we'll take a step back here and go to our listeners in particular. And in all your years of experience as a GM and scout and now an analyst up with TSN, it's not often you get a right-handed defenseman who just won the Stanley Cup coming off a career high in goals with all the accolades that he has in behind him right now. Those guys don't usually come up for free agency. So Doug Armstrong, I mean, he's got a whole other ball of wax that he's going to try and deal with here, right? He does. And I, and, and, and so does Alex, though. And, and again, like, I mean, you, you look at the salary cap. We know the salary cap's not going to go up for a year, two years, and so you got to manage it within that. But you know, you, you know how you get Alex Petrangelo? Pick fourth overall. That's how you. That's how you get guys like Alex Petrangelo because, for the most part, you don't find those guys deeper in the draft because they're so good that, and that they're going to go early in the draft. And 
you know, uh, like now you have this homegrown player, you have this player, and again, like like I go back to myself, another player that looked like he may be slowing down or you know maybe ha- having some injuries, not as quick, is absorbing more hits. I would say, okay, maybe you might have to consider this, but I don't see that with Alex. I I see a defenseman that's one of the one of the really good defensemen in the National Hockey League. And when I say really good, I'm talking top 10, 12 defensemen in the league, and I don't know where you find those guys. You know, so there's 32 teams coming up, and there's 10, 12 top defensemen in the league. Okay, you 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 can go and fill out your team with another defenseman, and you can project other players perhaps to go in there and play those roles. But for me, Alex Petrangelo's are rare, and you know we we talked we talked at the top of this about Sergey Zuboff. Just look at how old Zuboff was when he retired. Yeah, good point. I mean, that guy was still he was still the dish and magician even at the end. Well, and that's and that mind you talk about, Jamie. You talk about how he used to look people off and how he used to put people in in the positions that created opportunities for your team. I, I think Alex has that has that that sense and that brain that that allows him to play so efficiently that doesn't allow him to get hit, and he can play the the important minutes. I just that, that's my projection on him. You know, like I just think that you know when you can look at it and say, okay, well, Scandala got his money and Falk got his money. Well. Why don't you just combine the money of those two guys and just give it to Alex and, you know, find somebody at, at a million? We're talking to Craig Budden. He's an NHL analyst for TSN joining us here on 101 ESPN. So let's say that they are able to get this done, Craig. Let's let's say that the, the Blues find a way to bring back Alex Petrangelo and they find something that is palatable to both sides. Then what do you do? Like, if, if I put you in Doug Armstrong's shoes, what are the next moves that you would look to be made? Because at that point, they've they've got to kind of figure out what to do with the cap situation to be able to make it work from that perspective as well. Well, I, I, I think that it's – for me, you know, you got players under contract, right? And so you have – you know, you, you have Marco Scandella under contract. You have Justin Falk under contract. And, you know, maybe those become safety nets in case you can have Alex Petrangelo. But to me, I just don't see any way you couldn't trade those players to free up some cap space. Now, those aren't the only two players you could look at, but you're going to have to create opportunities uh, on your cap by trading players. And, 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 you know, there's players that you go, okay, we really need this player. We really feel this player is important to us. And then there's other the, the next group of players that you go, yeah, we'd like to have him, and he's a luxury, but we can't afford him. And, and those are the ones you got to really look at, you know, trying to make an exchange at. Now, whether that's trading for a draft pick or a young prospect or or whatever, or, or however you're trying to look at it, that's where you got to go and evaluate your team. And you know, there's just in, in a cap world, there's only so much dollars you have, so you have to take those cap dollars and allocate them. You know, I'm going to allocate them. You know, you you got to draft well. You got to develop well to get you, you know young players in the group. You look at Robert Thomas. You know, he's a good player. He's going to be on an entry level contract. He's going to be on a on on a on a bridge contract, whatever that looks like. I, I don't call a bridge contract just a two year. It might be a four year deal. Who knows? But you know, Tarasenko's on a good contract, and you know when he signed his contract, well, maybe there was. Now he's got to be healthy, but that's a good contract. Pareko's a good contract. O'Reilly's a good contract. So you know, you look at your your, your top players; they're on good contracts. Like so, you're, but you're going to have to. Some players like are, are, are going to have to move out, and that's just the way it's going to have to be in in a cap world. Do you think there is value for a Justin Falk on the trade market after having signed that seven-year, forty-five million-dollar contract last year? You, th- you think there's other teams that would maybe take that on? Uh, yeah, I do, 
and but I mean, what, what is it going to take for them to to absorb that contract? Like you know, you might have to take back a contract, maybe not to the same level. You might have to give a prospect for them to take on that contract. But those are the types of decisions you're going to have to make. But you know, with with movement being what it is, I mean, there's talk now about Oliver Ekman Larson being available out of Arizona. I mean, he's at eight million. He signed a long-term deal at eight million for eight for just I think it was eight million for eight years or maybe eight point two five. But you know, if he's available, so now so now you're looking and you're going, well, geez, I have uh, I could get Petrangelo in free agency. I might be able to trade for Oliver Ekman Larson. You know, now those teams that don't get those players, you know, that's where the next tier of defensemen come into play. And you know, I think Justin Falk is a solid NHL defenseman. Do I think he's a number one? No, but. I think that where he's at in his age group and, you know, that there would be definitely teams that are looking to try to bolster their lineup. I mean, Dougie Hamilton's a free agent. Like, he's another player that comes into the into the mix uh, of defensemen that, you, you know, are really good defensemen. But there's going to be teams that aren't going to get those guys. So that's where the next category of, of uh, player comes into play for Doug Armstrong. So, Craig, as I look at this here and we talk about Justin Falk and we talk about Alex Petrangelo – and moving in a direction for the St. Louis Blues, how important do you feel it is for for Doug Armstrong in particular, for a lot of GMs, but let's isolate Army here for a second. How important is it for him to get to the expansion draft and be able to keep a team that's just under the cap and get to the expansion draft, and now maybe that comes into play on how you work this situation out? So we're one year removed from the planned expansion draft, right? Yeah. So that's supposed to be next June. I mean, I guess that can be flexible and everything. I, I will tell you this about Doug and having worked with him in uh, in Dallas, and we went through a number of expansions. Doug's real shrewd. Doug, Doug understands the rules very, very well. And he's very, very shrewd with respect to being able to try to make sure that he can uh, not only – not only keep his team intact and understand what, what 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 you have to do with with respect to the expansion rules, he he knows how to operate within that. And by that, what I mean, I'm not just talking about you know moving a player here or there. It's about understanding okay what a team could really want. He you know the communication is so important with managers. Doug does that, but he's been through all the expansions. He's been through them all. <laughs> so, you know, from, from, you know, when our team in Minnesota got split up and part of it went to San Jose to the Tampa Bay, Ottawa, to, all the way through Florida, Anaheim, the four expansion teams that came through in up to 2000. And then the last one, Doug's right on top of that. He knows the history and he's shrewd. So I, I, I would think that the St. Louis blues have one of the, one of the very best people running their team with all the background and all the history on, on those expansions. He's Craig button. You can find his work over on TSN. You can follow him on Twitter at Craig J button. Craig, we always appreciate the time man. thanks so much for hopping on with us today. We look forward to talking with you again soon on what is certainly going to be an eventful uh, off season for the St. Louis blues. Yeah, it will be. It'll be a little bit nail biting too there in St. Louis for Blues fans too. So, but that's that's uh, that's the beauty of sports. So, you guys have a great day. I always love chatting with you. Absolutely, you're the best. That's Craig Button joining us here on 101 ESPN.